Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish podcast. Today, we are continuing our conversation of Emma with Bethany from Prince Kai Fan Pod. Hi. So, I love this book so much. (laughs) I'm like reading it. Well, because I'm listening to the audiobook too. Like, I'm going back and forth. Um, And I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh my God, this holds up so well. I know. This is honestly maybe one of my favorite ones by her this is your first time reading it right yeah it's so good and it's like i love pride and prejudice is always gonna hold a special place in my honestly i've never been disappointed by anything jane austen has written um i guess northanger abbey is like not my favorite if i had to pick like a least favorite out of all of her books but they all have like their own charm um and their own their, their own like strengths and flaws and qualities that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I can't read Sense and Sensibility for obvious reasons. Um, but everything else, like I would reread it right now if somebody asked me to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I, I haven't read Northanger Abbey. I've read Pride and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibility, and Emma. And I think that's it. I forget, did yeah. you read Sense and Second Degree Murder yet? No, I have it. Okay. For when, if you want to do an episode on that, I have oh, it. Oh, I definitely do. I loved it. Absolutely okay. loved it. Okay. Can't wait for her next one. I remember I was like, what's the next one? And she was like, North Hanger Murder. And I was like, hell yes, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> so I need to read North, Hang- uh, North Hanger Abbey. Yeah? Yes. Nor- yeah. You'll okay. need to read that before. Well, I mean, it'll probably be like a year or two before hers comes out. But so I've got time. Yeah. I'm super excited. Good. <sighs> for some reason, my Apple Watch just decided I was going for a run, which is not happening. So let's turn that off. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like my Fitbit is like trying to like tell me something. And I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> it's like, do you want to go for a, a, a run? No, I went for a walk this morning. That was enough exercise for the whole day. Anyways. Big bit. Anyways, starting Emma. So we are on chapter 12, XII, 12, right? 12, yeah. X is 10, so plus 2 is 12. Excellent, excellent. Thought X is 10, but then I was like, what if it's 5? But I think V is 5. V is 5. Okay. okay. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's It's not easy. It's one of those things, like, if you don't use it, why would you know it? You know? Yeah. 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 I just... The only thing I use it for is uh, Spirits Podcast Urban Legend episodes. <laughs> and this is my uh, continuous plug for Multitude Podcasts. I think they're all Love delightful. Multitude Podcasts. Yes. So good. They're so good. They're the ones that do Potterless, right? Yeah, but he Love just Potterless. got a new one. Potterless is no more. Right. Now, they finished it. Yeah, now he's got the newest Olympian, which is way better. It is way better. So good. Please oh, listen to it. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. That one's about Percy Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to read the books first. Oh god, the books. You'll honestly breeze through them, but they're a delight. They're hilarious. Oh, good. And very cute. Right now, and... I'm, um, I just started the third book in the Crave series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no idea I was going to love this series, but it's so good. Uh, I re- like when I first looked at what it was about, I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but it's basically, it's basically Twilight if all the werewolves were dragons and Bella had a backbone. Mm, better. And it's super good. Like I finished the second book yesterday and Quentin came home. Quentin is my husband for listeners. Um, and Quentin came home and was like, how was your day? And I was like, oh, my God, this is what happened in the book. And he was like, Bethany, I don't care. So if anybody's read the Crave series and doesn't want to give away spoilers, message me. I just finished the second one. It was so good. I was like, what happened? I need to read it. I just finished A King of Battle and Blood, which is getting my vampire itch back. And then... This is, I have, this is like invoking vampires in me. I'm mm-hmm. like, I loved Vampire Academy. I loved Bloodlines. I loved Buffy. So now I'm like, okay, well, as soon as I'm done with this, I need to read Fat Vampire and all these other vampire books that I've never gotten mm-hmm. around to. I would highly recommend checking out A Kingdom of Flesh and Fire if I were you. Okay. No other words on the topic, but it is a delight. Because <laughs> I don't, okay, it's hard because it's like, 
everything's a plot twist in that novel. So I'm just going to be like, there you go. Just read that. That's fair. Yeah, it's very good. I do like it. But anyways, Emma. (laughs) No vampires at all. Unfortunately. No, surprisingly, there aren't any vampires in Emma by Jane Austen. It's very strange, but, you know, the world works in mysterious ways. Would um, I love that retelling? Yes, I would read it. I would read it. I would read it right now. I don't know who would be the vampire, but figure it out and let me know. Maybe I'll, I'll have a better answer at the end. <laughs> They're like, none of them are vampires. And then it's revealed that like one of them is a vampire. Uh, What's that thing where they have like the energy vampire? So he just sucks the life out of every room. The succubus? No, no, no. It's like from a TV show. Is it what we do in the shadows maybe? I don't know. I haven't seen that one. I think that's it. It, it, I haven't watched it either, but everyone's told me about it. So let me know, listeners, if I'm correct and if uh, I can make... I'll, I'll make someone fit that role. Okay, thank you. So chapter 12. So chapter 12. <laughs> so Mr. Knightley is coming over to eat since it's Isabella's first day back in town. I don't know why, but every time I read Isabella, I feel like it's not an 1800s name, even though it's very much an 1800s name. So it freaks it's me because out. because we had Twilight like caused a re- resurgence of that Probably. word, that name, I think. Renesmee is going to be in here somewhere. Right? The Renaissance baby, whatever. The Renaissance baby. <laughs> What's her actual name? I no, it's I keep... Renesme. It is Renesme. Okay, Renesme. I just like that you were like the Renaissance name. All I think about is like all the memes, and I'm like, maybe her name isn't Renesme. You know, like have you seen that? And they're like, oh, Rumpelstiltskin. You're. <laughs> oh my goodness, I have not, but I enjoy that nonetheless. Oh my um, god. If next time I send, see a meme, I'll send it to you. So anyways, um, yeah, Mr. Knightley's coming over for food. Mm-hmm. Um, Isabella's back in town. Yeah, and a reminder that when we left Emma and uh, Mr. Knightley, they were like fighting uh, about Elton and also Harriet. So Emma's like, are we still fighting or like, are we chill? And Emma she's- be like trying to control Harriet's love life when she has no yeah. business and yeah. trying to force Elton and Harriet together. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, she's trying to force them together. And Mr. Knightley is like, dude, no. And she's like, you don't know. And he's like, yes, I do. Yeah, he's like, what are you even doing? Like, yeah. this is dumb. He's like, you're a child. <laughs> yeah, literally. I did not realize there's a 16 year age difference though. Yeah, it's a pretty big age difference. Um, But, you know, at the time that wasn't really uncommon and they're both consenting and of age. So, yeah. It it does make a big impact, I think, when there's that big of an age difference because one person is obviously going to have like different views and expectations. Like you and I are different ages, right? So, like, we're going to have different views and expectations and um um experiences definitely things that like 22 year old bethany did not understand about the world that you know 32 year old bethany is like man i was dumb okay we just spent money on a five foot beanbag chair so i think that's that's basically how i'm at it right whereas (laughs) i (laughs) whereas my husband and i just uh just (laughs) just invested uh we we got money from um selling some of our stuff for the move and we invested all of it nice (laughs) um which is something i never would have done prior to getting married i get that i would have like put it in a uh well okay before i was married i was 22 so honestly i probably would have like put half in my savings and then used the other half for something you know Yeah, the nice thing is the speed bag chair was only $45, which is definitely, like, they definitely underpriced it. Like, this is probably worth, like, a couple hundred dollars. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen the really big, like, um, what are they called? Love sacks? They're, like, five eight $800. They look I'm so pretty comfy. Sure. 
pretty sure this is a love sack. I'm not going to lie to you. It might be. And, but they like cut the tag off. So I'm not sure, but like, this is like a really nice one with like a really nice over the bag, like Mm -hmm. zipper. And I'm and like the lady just didn't want in her in her kids' room anymore, so she was just like basically forty five dollars to just get rid of it. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. when, but also like I feel like kind of a child, but I'm like, yeah, that's what we did today. La, 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 la. I love it. Perfect. Comforting well, my inner child right now. Definitely the type of person who would blow money if she inherited it. I don't think she would oh, yeah. be like, oh, let me invest. Um, obviously she can't inherit anything because she's a very young girl and uh, Mm -hmm. Emma be expecting her apology and Mr. Knightley is like I know (laughs) well the funny thing is is Emma's like this is going fine they're like playing with the kids and then she's like yes I was right right and uh, and Mr. Knightley's like are you are you fucking serious right now she cracks me up she's like she literally like everything's going fine they're talking for like two seconds and she's like isn't it a shame how right I am go ahead and uh admit defeat right now yeah literally but I think it's so I think it's so funny I love Emma so much like she's definitely someone where it's like she'd be like the chaos friend but, like, I'd love her because she's always honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, support it. Love it. But then, like, basically the two of them are like, can we just, like, drop this? This is kind of dumb. And they both agree to essentially drop it and move on. Uh, and then this is also the point where I found out that Isabella has five children. That's five too many. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I was like, uh... Oh and then she's like, I'm just going to bring them to people's houses. And what is it about people who have big families that are always wanting to bring their kids everywhere? No. Well, yeah. t- it, the concept of babysitting five kids is probably expensive as hell. That's fair. But also terrifying to me. Like, you know, I was just like, yeah, you want to come see my studio apartment for the first time? And then, like, five children stampede into my house. And the parents are like, oh, wow, this is such a nice place. Like, I'd lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, we know Mrs. Bates, um, Mrs. Mrs. and Miss Bates don't have, like, this big place, right? No, and they, they're not particularly um, um, wealthy either, yeah. right? So we'll talk about that soon, but I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> um, so then they start talking about people getting sick and being sickly, and I'm like, is this foreshadowing? I'm nervous. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, thanks for the no spoilers, but I'm scared and worried. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Knightley says that... Uh, Emma should be hanging out with Jane Fairfax. And my favorite thing is like Mr. Knightley just kind of like casually poking fun at Emma and like only him and Emma know, but everybody else is like, Oh yeah, Jane Fairfax is such a good person. And it's like, you know, when you go to like your like childhood best friend's house and their parents are there and you're just like, what's the one thing I could say to make them like have to have a very uncomfortable conversation with their parents, but it also like doesn't seem like something that's weird. So you can just do like this. I saw that picture of so-and-so in your locker. Yeah. (laughs) Let me me just see how much drama I can cause. We're finding out that Rachel is just like super dramatic in high school and like always trying to spill the tea and stir the pot. (laughs) It's fine. You know, I just, I think it's funny when it's not me that's put on the spot, you know? But it's always like those things where it's like you oh, don't really want to talk it. about it. <laughs> where it's always like you don't really want to talk about it, but then you're like, wow, you know, I know that Chinese place just hired a new guy, uh, you know, to work I there. And then it's like uh, the parents are like, oh, yeah, I did notice that. And then your friend's like staring daggers at you because it's definitely the person that they told you was cute not 20 minutes prior. <laughs> you know? thanks and then your friend has to be like yeah I did notice that and they're just staring at you anyways so uh, after not so subtly trying to steer the conversation 
away from Jane Fairfax, um, Mr. Woodhouse gets like caught up on uh, the fact that they all went to the beach instead of coming and hanging out with them yeah. for holiday. And he's like, you went to the worst beach ever. The worst one, Mr. Perry thinks so. Uh, the air is bad and I'm surprised you're not dead. <laughs> I love this though. I love it. it says, um, like, you should have consulted Perry. <laughs> like, how dare you go to this ocean without talking to Perry first? I was like, um, I'm sorry, what? The random town doctor that you don't live in anymore. That nobody even talks to. And yeah. he's serious. He's like, as Perry says, where health is at stake, nothing else should be considered. Okay. It's okay. the ocean. Calm down. Yeah. And then uh, Isabella's husband's like, I'm not going to let this random dude I've never met, like, tell me how to act with my wife and five children. Yeah, because his response is, I love this, Mr. Perry would do as well to keep his opinion till it is asked for. Oh, Mr. Perry's not even here to defend himself. Like I love it. <laughs> it's also like a slight on Mr. Woodhouse to be yeah, like, like nobody asked for your opinion. Yeah. And I don't blame him. Like he just got there after traveling for an exceedingly long period of time with five children in a carriage. I'm sure he's also like, yeah, I need to like rest oh, for can a little. Can you imagine these kids just like, are we there yet? Stop oh, pulling yeah. my hair. I wanted to sit in the front. I can't see out the window. Just like, oh, if he gets there, he finally gets there. He's ready to sit down. He's like, why hasn't anybody offered me a cup of tea yet? And this dude comes in and he's like, how dare you take your family to the beach? On a beautiful romantic vacation. He's like, all right, I don't know who you are. I don't know who this Mr. Perry guy is, but nobody is telling me or my wife where we can take our kids. Okay. I like the beach. I don't like you. Get me a whiskey. Literally, though. (laughs) Literally. Like, that's the energy he's bringing to the table. Yeah, and I love it for the him. Mood. I love it. Yes. Exactly. So, um, yeah. After roasting him a little bit, that's the end of that <laughs> chapter. And then we are on to chapter 13. So, Harriet, Mr. Elton, and Emma, and Emma's dad are all supposed to be heading over to the Westons. Mm-hmm. However, Harriet is super, super sick. And okay, I will say the trauma of COVID is like kicking in because they're like, she has a sore throat and a fever. And I'm like, oh my God, it's COVID. And I'm like, wait. (laughs) Wait, there's like common colds. I forget sometimes like the common cold exists. But the common cold at this time was pretty severe. Yeah. So she could die. Yeah, she could die. Truly. I know. I still think about that one. <laughs> I still think about that one, like um, in Pride and Prejudice, um, the mom sent Jane over there to get sick so that she had to get she stuck. To, it's just as I thought. It rained, so now she'll catch cold and she'll have to stay for a few extra days. And yeah, she never died. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm really glad that if she does die, it'll be in the name of trying to get married. Yeah. Well, we have five daughters. What else are you supposed to do with your time? Oh my gosh, we could just sit here and quote that whole book. Anyways, so good. Um, yeah, Harriet be sick. Yep. And then Emma's like, "All right, let's let's cancel this whole thing. This is a terrible idea." So she goes like, "Hey, Mr. Allen, because it's like really gross out. Uh, we shouldn't make the walk. Glad you agree. Okay, bye." And then like, um, Mr. Knightley, not so Isabella's husband is like, "Hey." Don't worry about it. You can just take ride in our carriage with us. And we're all going over there. And Mr. Owen's like, oh, yeah, sure. And uh, Emma's like, oh, okay, sure, whatever, I guess. Thinking that, like, she had gotten him his way out. And, yeah, now she has to go with Ellen and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Knightley and her dad. And then Mr. Knightley that's interested in her was like, hey, you realize Elton likes you? And Emma's like, what? No. Nuh-uh. What? She's like, no, no way. Absolutely not. Uh, and then we get the funny moment of Isabella's husband being like, yeah, I don't want to go. 
And then <laughs> Isabel's like, all right, we're going. La, 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 la. He's just like, didn't I say I don't want to go? I don't blame him. He like doesn't know these people. It's snowing out. It's like, Christmas. Basically, the, the title of those two chapters could be things Isabella's husband doesn't want to do that he gets forced into doing anyways. Mm-hmm. Opinions he didn't ask for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly. The inconvenience of uh, Isabella's husband. Alternative, ti- alternative title. <laughs> yeah. I love Emma, though, because she's like, oh, Mr. Elton, don't you feel in woe? My friend Harriet is sick. And he's like, who? She's yeah. Like, Harriet, the girl and with the... That, the girl, my friend, I was gonna hook you guys up and you were in that girl, and he's like, uh yeah, super sad that she's sick. Who the hell mm-hmm. is Yeah, he's like t- looking at his notes. <laughs> he's like checking his Facebook. He's like, Harriet, Harriet, I don't have any Harriets on my friends list. What's going on? Smudged hand. Oh yeah, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> So Emma's like kind of confused because uh, Mr. Alton seems to have like forgotten about Harriet completely. And he, she was like, oh yeah, Harriet's got a cold. And he's like, that sucks. Anyways, moving on. And she's like, what? And then we are on to chapter 14. So Emma's like super happy to be there. And she's like the only one that's really that happy. <laughs> like everyone else is kind of like a little stressed out. But she's like, wow, best friend, homie that I love. And uh, then somehow she gets stuck sitting next to Mr. Elton, which she's not happy about because he keeps talking her ear off. And she can't like talk to her friend really because he's kept being like, the weather outside is terrible. And oh, your drawings are so great. And she's like, okay. Anyways. He's constantly like, but Harriet, but Harriet, but Harriet. She's trying very hard. uh... Yeah, she's definitely like doing her best. She is. She's, She's being a good friend in terms of like, trying to keep him interested mm-hmm. and remind him like who his target should be. But she's not a good friend in terms of like having Harriet's best interest at heart. Cause if she had, he would, she would, she would be engaged right now. She wouldn't be chasing after mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Elton. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which I'm excited for the later chapters that we'll have to talk about. Cause we get more Martin. I love Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emma's actually starting to get suspicion that, uh, he does in fact like her and not Harriet. And I was like, it took you long enough. All right. <laughs> you know, the rest of us were kind of, we already, already on that out. Boat. Good job. Yeah. Thank you for catching up. Uh, so then they also start talking about Frank Churchill and they say that Frank Churchill will be there within a fortnight favorite one of my favorite words that people don't use enough truly i like fortnite because you know otherwise you have to say it like two weeks i like fortnite better though just classier fortnite yeah. i'll see you in a fortnight i feel like Love i'm it. writing like beautiful letters and gorgeous calligraphy <laughs> yes. just one word summons all of that emotionally for me <laughs> how then, lazy the english language has gotten <laughs> truly Truly. So Frank's coming apparently solely depends on his aunt allowing him to be spared. I like in your did you write in your notes Jesus? Yep. <laughs> like, oh god. Yep. Cause like, listen, why okay, I was taking it at his word. Instead of thinking like, oh, maybe he doesn't want to come. I was like, oh my god, like this aunt must be so controlling. Which is what we're <laughs> supposed to think. But now I'm like, oh wait, this dude might just like not want to go. And it's using his aunt as an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's more that one. Yeah. Oh no, my mom totally said I can't go to the mall, you guys. It sucks, right? She's such a bitch. Like, have you seen there this? There definitely are- times when like I didn't want to go do things. Yeah. And I would be like, mom, mom don't give me permission 
And like, I would be like, hey, mom, can we go? And she'd be like, no, I told you no one is going anywhere today. And you might as well get off the phone. And I'd be like, oh, you guys, my mom's such a bitch. Bye. <laughs> but like, she was just being a good mom. Like, I needed a mental health day. And she was just like, yeah, whatever. You're grounded for the day. <laughs> you're just like laying in your bed, not moving. I think I think marriage is the same thing. Every once in a while, I'll hear Quentin on the phone and he'll be like, yeah, Bethany and I have plans so we can't go, but thanks for trying to include us. Okay. And I'm like, we have plans. And he's like, I mean, I want to play Valheim. And I'm like, I mean, I get that you want to play Valheim, but we don't technically have plans. And he's like, do you want to play Valheim with me? And I'm like, okay, sure. And he's like, see, we have plans. We can't go. Like, <laughs> I've had it where um, people kept asking Daniel to like work late or something and we had like this whole thing where he's like if I ever call you and I'm like hey uh, apparently I need to work late I'm gonna you just have to start going off and I'm like yeah my brother's fish died I don't have a brother but um, <laughs> you know we really can't go. I can't believe you would forget that we were supposed to go to the fish funeral. And like, there was like a whole like going off on him, just like joke we had. So that like, if anybody ever asks if he can like pick up someone's shift, I have to just like go off on how he's like the most inconsiderate person to forget that we had things going on. My mom would do stuff like that. Like every once in a while, I would be like second or third period. Like the day would have barely started at school and I would get called down to the like office and they'd be like, um, so your mom's here. You need to get your stuff. You're going to be gone for the next day for the rest of the day. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And I get my stuff and I go and she's just like waiting outside and I'm like, what's going on? Is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, I just, you know, I didn't feel like being alone today. So we're going to go get McDonald's. We're going to watch soap operas and uh, you came home sick if anybody asks. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. That's oh yeah. That doctor's appointment that oh I my had. God, I would totally do that. If I was a parent, I would 1000% be like, you don't feel like going to school today. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> hang out and be my friend like i'm gonna turn down mcdonald's and watching days of our lives not that i understood anything about days of our lives when i was a child but i watched it with my mom i keep seeing those like k dramas and i'm like at some point like when i go through my movie watching phase it's gonna be all k dramas my sister samantha loves them yeah i just think i keep seeing like snippets of them on tiktok and i'm like that's that's going to be my thing. <laughs> I decided the moment, I don't know why, but in my head, becoming 30 is the age where I can finally do like all the things that I want to. I don't know. Like, how long specific- do you have? Not that many years, like six. Okay. But like specifically for, <laughs> um, for some reason, my brain's By like, the time the second- 30, I'm going to almost be 40. <laughs> For whatever reason, my brain's like, I can finally wear momos. Okay, that's happening. I day I turn 30, I will have a momo in my closet. They're I just, comfy. they look comfy. <laughs> I want to experience. My mother in law bought me one for Christmas one year, and I remember being like, oh my God. And I went to put it on, and I was like, Quentin, I'm never going back. Yeah. <laughs> I just, for some reason, 30 is when I'm going to finally allow myself to do it. But I'm going to watch soap operas. I'm going to learn to like wine. And if I don't like wine, I will be drinking mead. Prosecco is really good. I just, isn't Prosecco the one used for uh, mimosas? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just put it with apple cider and then I'm like, nice. There you go. There you go. Yeah, whatever. But I'm going to. I don't really have any goals for like the next stage of my life. You know what? I'm 32. So maybe when I turn 40, I will no longer care about my body. I would really love it if I could get to an age where it's like, it doesn't matter if I'm skinny anymore and I can just eat and do whatever I want. I've come to this new thing in my brain where I'm working out, not necessarily to like lose like body fat, but mostly just so I look like, like emotionally, I feel like I could fight anybody I ever encounter on the street. That's my goal. Um, my goal like is I'm in- to like outrun like, That's I fair. need to be able to outrun, not necessarily zombies, but, like, whoever's with me. Yeah. You know? I love that. <laughs> I've also, my body positivity has switched from, like, wanting to lose weight to now me saying that this is the healthiest I've ever been. 
to anything. So it's like I'm now considered technically plus size, I think. But oh, I'm yeah, like, I've been plus size for a couple of years now, and it's like so yeah. strange. Like my husband, way off topic. My husband and I went to the mall. I needed to get a skirt for something. Um, and he was like, let's go to the mall. And I was like, no, they're not going to have anything that's going to fit me. And he's like, you always think you're so big. It's not that big. You're so small. We can find you clothes. And we get there and like every store we go to, oh, we don't go above a size 10. We don't go above a size 10. We don't go above a size eight. And he's like, well, what size are you? And I'm like 12, 14, depending on the brand. And he was like, where do they have that? And I'm like at Torrid, the plus size store. And he's like, wait, 12 is plus size. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah. why I said we're not going to the mall. He even walked into Forever 21. He's like, they have a plus size section. I was like, unless that sign says Forever 65, we can't shop there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm too old and too fat. That's not going to work. We are going to Torrid. And then we get to Torrid. And I'm actually a size 10 at Torrid. Um, and we get to Torrid. And he's like, oh, there's like no small sizes here. And I'm like, that's kind of my point, dude. Mm-hmm. The only yeah. place that I don't have to get plus sizes still is American Eagle. Never shopped at American Eagle. I love the jeans because they fit over my butt. I just got a new pair of tar- well, I got two new pairs of Target jeans, and I'm a very happy woman. They are very comfy. Because like I, my thing is, is I work out a lot, so I have a fat ass. I got a yep. dump truck ass, um, and every pair of clothes that I usually get. If they're like plus size, they're like usually bigger around the tummy, but then like built like kind of straight. And I'm like, yeah. I need, I need us to have some room. Uh, cause yeah, I I'm like size. not necessarily like that. I have a big butt. It's just not proportionate. So like my butt is bigger than my thighs and my waist. So like a size 12 will fit my, my waist, but it's probably going to be too tight on my butt. But mm-hmm. like a size 14 is not going to fit everything. So like right now, my favorite thing is they have these things called mom jeans mm-hmm. at American Eagle. They're literally called the mom jean mm-hmm. and they fit me really well. But the thing is, if you look at me in the jeans, they're like really loose around the thighs and the knees and everything down and kind of loose around my waist and then like super tight on my butt. <laughs> Cause That's I don't necessarily right. have a big butt. It's just not proportionate to the rest of my body. So yeah. it's very difficult to find clothes um, that are flattering for, for that type of body. I have it's like really tiny shoes. calves, which is weird for the rest of my body. So I'm always like really baggy in the calf area. And then like, <laughs> so I can still wear, uh, like I know a lot of people who are plus size complain about not being able to wear like knee high boots, but I can still wear them because my calves are non-existent, even though I work them out all the time. So I'm not really sure what happened. But they're just like. Again, I think my calves are probably not big or smallness. Like everything's proportionate other than my butt. Um, But like it just depends on the style, you know? Like I am also five foot one and a quarter, so I'm quite short, which means when I gain weight, it's very noticeable. Um, But like my husband was like, why don't you wear those maxi dresses? My sister always looks so nice in those. I'm like, your sister's 5'11. Yeah. If I put on a maxi dress, I look like a child playing dress up. I do not look classy and fun and casual and sophisticated. I look like an actual child. He's like, never. (laughs) I think Emma is the type that would wear very flattering clothes because she has the money and the body for it. Right. They're always talking about how pretty she is. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that uh, Harriet would be kind of on the plainer side in terms of I don't necessarily think that she's unattractive but I think that she would be kind of plain in comparison to Emma I think okay aesthetically in modern day clothes I feel like Emma would wear designer and Harriet would wear really cute like target outfits like styled well very cute but like also not like Emma's level. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sorry. My phone is distracting me. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) My husband just sent me a message for those of you who are 
if anybody listening actually gives an F, I just got a job offer that I'm very excited about. And my husband just sent me like 9 million emojis because he finally got my message. And now he's talking about going out to dinner. And I'm like, ooh, where are we going to go? So I got very distracted for one second thinking about where I was going to go eat. I'm sorry. Please continue. What type of job Uh, is it? Huh? What type of job is it? I would be a school librarian at a STEM charter school. Cool. Right? That is fun. Anyways, so Frank – Frank Churchill is going to be there in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Fortnite is a cool word. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can only come if his aunt lets him go. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and then we're at chapter 15 already. Mm-hmm. So apparently someone says it's snowing really bad, which causes everyone to panic. Like they're like, oh my god, we have to leave now. We can't be snowed in. Because keep in mind the Westons, like, while they are decent okay off they're not like emma rich so they only have two spare bedrooms you know like they're like yeah i'm sure if we had to we could house you all and then like miss taylor's like looking around all panicked because she's like where are we gonna put them and then uh mr knightley goes outside it's like okay actually it's really not that bad we can leave now. We can leave in an hour. It's fine. But everyone's like, we got to go. We have to get out of here. Like, Mr. Weston literally says, what is to be done, my dear Emma? What is to be done? <laughs> it's so dramatic. I'm sorry I keep quoting the book. I just, when we talk about certain things, I'm like, yeah, but what he said was really funny. What was it? Um, it's always delightful. <laughs> I just love how dramatic they're all being. And I love that Emma, of all people, is like, okay, sure, it's a little bit of snow. Let's yeah. panic and freak out. And then Isabella's like, I could walk, I guess. And Mr. Knightley's like, yeah, you have lovely walking shoes. This is going to be fine. Like, you have the proper shoes to walk in and you're going to look great doing it. But we should probably start going because we have kids. I love that she's like, I'll just walk. And Mr. Knightley is like, oh, God. Okay, look. Yes, you could walk. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe we don't have to. Yeah. So, uh, on the carriage ride home, okay, for whatever reason, the word choice was that uh, Elton is making love. And I was like, whoa, 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 (laughs) hold on a minute. I'm sorry, what did you just say? But what they meant is he's professing love. But I thought he started- Professing love, yeah. Yeah, I thought he started like kissing like, on her. Miss Austin. Yeah, I was like, ooh, steamy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh god damn. Like, hold on. Chill for a second. What? Yeah, and so Emma is in got stuck in this carriage alone with Elton, and he's like, I've loved you. You're great. We're gonna make a beautiful, happy family. Let's get married. And Emma's like, literally, what are you talking about? She goes, you are not yourself. You could not speak either to me or of Harriet in such a matter. Like, you're not yourself. Yes, I am. No. No. I don't like what you're saying, so you're not yourself. I know. And Emma's, like, trying to, like, de- diffuse this and, like, suddenly be like, yeah, I'm not on the same page with you. And Ellen is not hearing it No, he literally all. says, he literally says, I, th- I never thought of Miss Smith in the whole course of my existence. Mm-hmm. He's literally never given her a second thought. That is really sad. Yeah. And then he also is like basically saying that uh, he thinks that she like prompted him. She's like, I didn't prompt you. Like, what are you even talking about? My thing is that he's so severe. Like, it's not just that he wasn't interested. Listen to what he says. He says... I never thought of Miss Smith in the whole course of my existence. Never cared whether she were dead or alive. If she has fancied otherwise, that is her own, her own, her own wishes have misled her. And I'm very sorry, but no, like literally doesn't care if she's alive or dead. And Emma's over here like, but, but you like her, right? And he's like, what did I just say? I will say this man is a lot of red flags though. Like this oh, scene, I, know, right? I was like, Ugh. like I think Harriet dodged a bullet. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like already I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. And then now I'm like, yeah, he was 
It's freaking weird. I don't like it. Well, and then she, and even when she says like, dude, I'm not interested. I am sure you have seen and understood me. What did I just say? Yep. Yep. Walking what red flag. Big no. And, and she then, keeps, sorry, go ahead. I'm just like reading it in my, I'm just like laughing at everything she says. I'm enjoying sorry. it a second time. But it's just basically like, she's like, I didn't give you any encouragement. Mm-hmm. You have been entirely mistaken. I have seen you only as the admirer of my friend in no other light. Could you have been more than anything but a common acquaintance? He's like, but you love me. And she's like, what did I just say? Basically, the two of them are doing that back and forth to each other. So the whole much. Time. And it's so amusing because it's like, we as the reader are just like, Mr. Knightley was right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, Emma's in the back of her head like, oh my God, Mr. Knightley was right. Then they get to his house and he runs away all all pissed off. Like I know. <laughs> I have no doubts of matrimony to the present. Too angry to say another word. Too decided to invite supplication. And then the state of swelling resentment and mutually deep mortification. And then he runs away. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, Mr. Mr. Elton. I don't feel too sorry for you because you're kind of a dick. Oh, yeah. 100%. Don't like him. Like, say that you're not interested in my friend, that's fine. But saying you don't care if she's alive or dead, like, dude, yeah. calm down. Like, what A the simple fuck? no thanks will suffice. Exactly. Like, what is wrong with you? So then we are on to chapter 16. Emma, still pissed. Oh, yeah. And then she's also mad because she doesn't think she Ellen even actually... be the title of chapter 16 is basically just Emma being like... The nerve of that boy. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then she's like starting to realize she goes, I don't even think he actually likes me. I think he's after my money, which is yeah. kind of which- well, she thinks back of everything. She thinks back to the picture. She thinks back to how he used to address her and how he talked to her and when he was around her versus when he wasn't around her and um, all the people that he he inserted himself in their lives. And then she starts to put the pieces together and, and realizes like, Oh, he doesn't actually care about me. He doesn't care about Harriet. Okay, fine. I admit that, but he doesn't care about me either. He just wants a good fortune. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's supposed to be coming from money, right? But he was like, I kicked think- out, I think. Huh? I think he was like kicked out or something. Like something like- weird. I'm trying to think of the right word, like disinherited kind of concept. Mm -hmm. But it still seems like it's kind of hush-hush. So I'm interested to see how it develops with him and what's going on there. But I'm like... "Mm." So then we are on to... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Then we are on to chapter 17. Uh, Isabella and her family have left... We just got a couple of good chapters with them and it was fun. But like Mr. Woodhouse is like, you could just send your husband back and everybody else could stay. Which makes me laugh because it's definitely the parent vibe. You know, the parents are always like, yeah, just send your significant other home and you could keep hanging out here, you know, if you wanted to or something or. And I always think that's what I I think it's also like a. Um. A sibling vibe because I've definitely done that with my sisters before, where like someone they're dating is like, "Yeah, sorry, we have to go," and I'm like, "Okay, bye." And then my sister gets up, and I'm like, "Why do you have to leave?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I see it. Yeah, I, I love hanging out with my siblings. To be honest, yeah. So I would also try and hold them hostage, like uh, Mr. Woodhouse. They're like, we have a spare bedroom. You like air mattresses. Where are you going? We have a five-foot beanbag with your name on it. Exactly. (laughs) Which is probably where I'm going to sleep whenever I visit. Uh (laughs) I just laid down on it because when we got it, uh, Daniel's like, oh, let's have like an Elden Ring moment. And I was like, okay. So I laid down on it and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I can sleep here. (laughs) Then Moon curled up. She's like, ooh, because it looks just like her poof, but like five times the size oh yeah she was very into it love it and she was like a little wearing it and then like i put the blanket over top of her and she's like "Ooh, okay i'm not upset about this <laughs> fine 
Um, so Harriet gets the news that Elton does not like her and mm-hmm. she's really upset, but she doesn't blame anybody else. And she seems like she's still kind of in love with Elton. So Emma feels really bad about it. And the whole time I'm like, you know what you should feel bad about is that you ruined her chances at romance before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she's still like, I think I made a good decision there. And we're like, no, Emma. Also, Elton sent a note saying he was leaving town. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like, oh, the horror. And Emma's like, hmm, okay, whatever. And then we are on to uh, chapter... 18. 18. That got me, because I was having to add there. A lot of them, yeah. Yep. XD and then three, so... 15 plus 3 plus so 18. Yeah. yeah so, right. Churchill, uh, so Mr. Churchill still isn't there and has apparently been held up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a town uh, I forgot the name of, but that's where he is. Uh, apparently seeing other people for God knows what reason. Uh, and then Mr. Knightley is basically like, yeah, if Frank really wanted to come, he would. He'd be here. Yeah. Which, good point. And Emma's like, no, like, I'm sure he's actually getting held up. Like, this is where you're really, really seeing how naive Emma is. Yeah. She doesn't, she sees what she wants to see. And then Mr. Knightley is, like, particularly upset with Frank for something. For some reason. For the fact that we haven't even met him yet. It seems like he had, like, a vendetta against him, almost. Yeah, and part of that, I think, is just, like, you know, if you if you hear enough about a person, even if you haven't met them, you don't like them. That's fair. You know? Yeah. Think how many people don't know Taylor Swift and hate her. Yeah. The amount of people that give me daggers when I say I like Taylor Swift is ridiculous. If I had a nickel. Um, <laughs> a millionaire. <laughs> um, but they've never met Taylor Swift. They don't know her. It's not like she has ever done anything to them personally, but for whatever reason, they have it in her head, in their head that she's like the worst human being to walk the planet. It's just because that's the idea that they have. And you're not really going to dissuade that from them. And I think that's like, Mr. Knightley has just heard too many things about Frank that make him uncomfortable. And so now he's like, you know what, even when I meet this guy, I'm already going to be prejudiced to him. You know, really quick though, on the Taylor Swift page, I, you know how Kim Kardashian's doing basically everything to piss Kanye West off? Like, I'd go for it. Like, love that for her. I want her to invite Taylor Swift to a dinner party. <laughs> I think it'd be... It's like getting Taylor to show up. But yeah, that would be fun. But it'd be the icing on the cake. Yeah. Or send her, like, a little care package or something. I don't I don't know. I want it to make the news. I want Kim K <laughs> to do something nice for Taylor Swift. I don't care what it is. I just think it would be funny. Yeah. Buy one of... I don't know if, if Taylor would go for it, but... I don't either, but I just... I think it would be good. Or if she buy Okay, secondary option that I'm also okay with. Kim K buys one of Taylor Swift's old houses and moves into it with Pete Davidson. Also with that. The only thing I would find acceptable, and I'm totally putting it out into the universe because now I want her to do it, is if Kim K were, like, doing a TikTok video where she's, like, mouthing along, mm-hmm. and it's just... It's just that song, um, I did something bad, and it's if a man talks shit, then I owe him nothing, and that's like the whole clip. I just want, I just want like a video of Kim going, if a man talks shit, then I owe him nothing, and that's like the whole video. I would that's love fine. that. She is on TikTok now, so that's fine. She can do that. I give you permission, Kim. Yeah, we'll <laughs> manifest it here. Anyways, um, anyways, um. And then we are on to chapter 19. Which so, in my book is volume two, chapter one. Woo! So confusing. I know. I don't know why they do that. No. Okay. So Henriette, or Henriette, I'm sorry. My husband's grandmother's name is Henriette, so I keep doing that. Um, Harriet and Emma are going to the Bates's house, um, and there's a letter there from Jane Fairfax. Which, of course, there is. Why not? She were gone. You have all these messages. Honestly, have you ever had a Jane Fairfax in your life? Okay. So many of them. And it's so hard because, like, 
Uh, especially doing the podcast, like, cause like I want to, I want to engage in conversation and, uh, be open and, and have like open discussions with my listeners and stuff. And then sometimes it's like, I have to be like, Hey, look, I have stuff to do. Mm -hmm. There was one person, um, who had got a hold of my email, um, for my podcast. And I finally had to message them and be like, Hey, I really like talking to you. Um, but you know, uh, 76 emails in one day is a lot. And I have a lot of work. I counted it. It was 76 emails in like a 12 hour period. I was like, I have a lot of work to do. And a lot of it was just like, you haven't answered me yet. And it's like, so I was just like, look, I'm really sorry. I have a lot of work to do. I'd be happy to message you when I have the time, but I don't look at my phone all day and I am at my job Mm -hmm. right now. Um, and so like, not only, I don't think that it always comes from a a good place or a bad place. It might even just come from a lonely place, but Mm -hmm. I do actually feel a little bit bad for Jane Fairfax because I feel like this is like the, the cool kids group and she's just not, she doesn't fit in with them. And I, I, so I feel bad because I was the lame girl at school trying to be friends with the cool kids. So I'm Jane Fairfax. Like you guys, why didn't I get invited to the mall? I just feel bad because it's like, I feel like Jane's not that bad, but everybody else around her makes her awful. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like, have you ever, it's like, to me, it's like one of those people where they have a boyfriend and they'll be like, yeah, he like hangs the sun. This is the best guy. And you meet him and he's like, just a person. And you're like, "Mm, I kind of don't like you. (laughs) Hang the sun, buddy. I promise you can do it. Where's it at? You know, and it's just. Yeah. So everything they do is a letdown. You, we as people get our own expectations of others. And when they fall flat upon meeting them, it's like, what? Mm -hmm. I get that all the time with my, um, with my husband, people, people will meet him and they're like, oh, he's not that tall. And I'm like, no, he's not. I'm five foot one and he's like six, three. He's not like so tall that it's glaringly obvious or that it's like, oh my God, he's a giant. But he looks tall when he stands next to a very small person. So yeah. I get, I definitely get people that meet him in person. They're like, oh, he looks taller than I. He's not as tall as I thought he was. And it's like, no, I'm not as short as people think I am. Actually, no, that's not true. I meet people in real life and they're usually like, oh, you're shorter than I thought you were. But I like to think I don't look that short. <laughs> I feel like people think that my boyfriend must be like kind of short. Because I'm only five, oh, like, no, not only. I'm five foot seven. So it looks like he and I are like really close in height because he's six three. And so, like, we're, you know, like, just probably about like that difference wise. Uh-huh. So, like, people don't know if I'm really tall or if he's just like average height. And then they like meet us and we're both very tall people. Um. Anyways, Emma. <laughs> Jane Fairfax is going to be in town next week. So everybody's like super excited about it. Yeah. Um, And she's sick. So she has to go home for like three to four months. It's like, that's a long time that you're so you think you're going to be sick for that entire time. Like I'm putting air quotes around sick. Yeah. I I think it's always the characters named Jane in Jane Austen books that get sick. Yeah. Jane's like, uh, you know, I'm not going to do any sort of like self right in and then she goes jane was deathly ill <laughs> casual casual it does amuse me that her name is jane austen and then like almost every book of hers there's a character named jane yeah i, wonder I think it's just because that was like an extremely common name at the time but i do find it amusing but i also like that so far none of the books i've read have been from the point of view of a jane yeah either. like they're always like a side a character. character yeah, yeah. Which I like. Um, but yeah, then we are on to chapter 20. And we get like Jane Fairfax backstory, uh, which is fun. Um, we find out that she's an orphan. And she had like this best friend as a kid. Who then they like adopted her. Because obviously her um, grandmother and aunt are not like that wealthy. So right. this colonel was like, hey, I will raise her and take care of her education. And then our daughters can hang out you know, and you don't have to worry about it. And they jumped on board of that because they're like, yeah, we can't really afford this. And also, like, they're both going up in age. I don't think they want to take care of a kid. Right. So it worked out. uh, And she started living with them at nine years old. 
so juicy her childhood friend has now gotten married and so jane kind of has to figure something out because like she can't be like living with these people what she can't live there anymore yeah because yeah she's out at this point she's outstaying her welcome her Mm -hmm. childhood friend is no longer there i'm a burden on my friend's parents i'm I'm 27 years old No money, no prospects, and I'm already a burden on my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Emma's a little confused about Jane being in town for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's like, you know what? I'm going to give Jane a shot, which love this. I thought this was so funny because I remember like doing this as a kid where you're like, you know what? I'm going to be a better person today. And then, like, one mild inconvenience later, you're like, you know what? Fuck that, actually. I know. Emma so quickly is like, you know what? She deserves a friend. I'm going to be her friend. And then, like, as soon as Jane starts talking, Emma's like, oh, my God, I hate you so much. (laughs) It's just so funny because it's, like, mostly the aunt. She's like, her aunt won't shut up. (laughs) Like, and she even kind of admits she's like, Jane would not be nearly as bad if her aunt was, like, slightly quieter. Yeah. And um, she also, like, Emma finds out that Jane knows of Frank, but she, like, won't give any details, which is super suspect. Like, every time she's like, so is he nice? And she, uh, uh, Jane will be like, well, plenty of people think so. And Emma's like, well, like, what do you think? Which is right. not helping Jane's opinion, like Emma's opinion of Jane at all. Cause Emma's yeah. like a politician answering these questions. Which, and then Jane is like, okay, but, but do you have any information? And Emma's like, la la la. What? Sorry. Did you say something? She like very deliberately, um, dismisses her on multiple occasions and then um i think did you put it in your notes what oh yeah um even though they yeah you put even though it's known that they know each other Mm -hmm. um but i love the the line emma has about like before she had committed herself by any public profession of eternal friendship um she passed her judgments and prejudices and errors because she's like Emma feels softened, charitable even, and it's like, she's like so proud of herself. She's like, I'm such a good person. I'm so charitable and kind, and oh my god, I forgot why I, okay, now, no. <laughs> I remember now. My charitable acts of kindness are gone. I for, I realize now that I hate you. Yep, which I'm not even mad. I'm not mad about Emma like for this. Same, it's like literally one paragraph later that mm-hmm. like, It literally says, these were charming feelings, but not lasting. Yep. (laughs) Because what a mood. Person, but it's too hard. What a mood. (laughs) Chapter 21. Yep. Uh, Nightly's like, I am congratulating you, Emma, for being halfway decent to Jane for the first time in your life. And I just imagine Emma being like, it was so hard. (laughs) She goes, I'm happy you approved, but I hope I am not often deficient deficient in what is due to Gus at Hartfield. And he's like, nope. <laughs> nope. Not a concern. Uh, and then they drop the news that Mr. Ellen is going to be married. Out of the blue. Apparently he's been gone four weeks, but it's been like a chapter. Right. For us, it's been a chapter, but now he's getting married. Yeah. And it's to someone named Miss Hawkins of Bath. Oh, I wanted to do my Jane Fairfax prediction. Uh-huh. This, okay, also, I might say something that happens because I don't fully remember because I have a very bad memory. So, my prediction is either option one. Okay. They slept together. Two. <laughs> secretly getting married. Three. They're mortal enemies. I don't know which one it's going to be, but it, those are my three predictions. Which one do you want it to be? I want mortal enemies. For the <laughs> I just, I want, I like a little spice. Okay. I love yeah, these books are so boring. I need some like real drama in here. If I, I want them to fight to the death with nothing but a toothpick and a hair comb. I got um, excited when he said Ellen was making love to her. <laughs> Such a funny, like, you know, something that like, obviously in the 1800s is just like, okay, whatever. Like, like yeah. so drastic and dramatic and yeah. 
Um, so Harriet also runs into the Martins. She's super shaken up about it. And then Emma has to be like, also, just so you know, uh, Mr. Allen is getting married. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> so uh, then we are on to chapter 22. Oh, just one real quick oh, thing yeah. that I wanted to point out. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that uh, closer to the end of the chapter, I really love that Jane is like, not Jane, that uh, Emma is congratulating her. And she's like, well, of course he's going to miss her. She's undoubtedly this this amazing thing. He really missed out on Harriet. And, and there's like a moment where everybody's like, who's Harriet again? I just, I found that to be very amusing. Anyway, yep. moving on. So chapter 22, everyone apparently thinks Augusta Hawkins is like the nicest girl even though no one's ever met her someone said that she was nice and everyone's just like taking it they're like yeah, yeah she's, she's the best face value mm-hmm. uh so elizabeth martin apparently tries to call on harriet but she wasn't at home and i'm like ooh, resurgence and then chapter 23 frank is officially coming chapter like two paragraphs later frank is here <laughs> No time wasted. It, it kind of... Okay, this chapter to me, and you'll have to tell me your opinion, but it seemed like she couldn't make up her mind, really, on how she was feeling about Frank. And I don't know. I think it's more that she, like, wants more information before she makes a decision about mm-hmm. Frank. Which is fine. You know like, how, like, even in your own head, sometimes you think something really mean... Mm-hmm. and you feel guilty even if it's only in your head and no one else can ever hear it and then you're like that's not very nice maybe I should learn more before I judge yeah I think that's some I think in this scenario that's Emma she's like wants more information before she gives a full judgment mm-hmm. but it seems like Frank has implied that him and Jane have a lot more of a friendship than Jane and let on. do yeah yeah so that's interesting Another thing that I'm like, okay, what's your guys' relationship? Because he's like, where's Jane Fairfax's house? I want to go call on them. Right. Like, he just got into town. His bags haven't even been unpacked yet. And he's like, all right, where's Jane? He literally, like, walks inside, taking off his glove. Where is my dear Jane? You're what? I mean, Miss Fairfax. Have you seen someone called Miss Fairfax? Like, yeah. It makes them seem like they're very um, intimate. Yeah, and like we do that kind of a connection or relationship. Yeah, and it's kind of implied that the whole reason he's actually in town is because Jane's in town, because mm-hmm. that's where he was last, was the same city that Jane was in. So... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll see. Alright, but that is all the reading we have today. Okay, Ooh. so for next time... I gotta look. Hold on. Where's my book? It's over there. You gotta look at your book, and then we have to compare it to my book. Uh-huh. Okay, so reading three is until XXI. 33. Should be like 100 pages later or something. this is sad. yeah okay so that chapter begins with um everybody in and about highbury who has ever visited mr elton and i don't want to read anymore because i'm scared I'm how gonna... far away is it it's about like 80 pages in mine. It'd be in about a little over halfway. And it starts with what? I'm sorry. You're fine. Everybody in and about Highbury who had ever visited Mr. Ellen. And I don't want to read anymore because I'm scared I'm going to get No, that's fine. I just want to find the right one. Mm Mm-hmm.
should be like three fifths of the book. Oh, now I, I'm wondering if it doesn't have the exact same like wording or something. I can tell you where the last chapter ended. Oh, okay. Are you ready to hear the last bit of the last chapter? Okay. Okay. Quote, why really, dear Emma, I say that he is so very much occupied by the idea of not being in love with her that I should- I gotcha. Okay. Okay. So if you are reading a book similar to mine, that is volume three, chapter 16. And there we go. And there we go. All right. So, so see you guys in uh, next time. Uh, One week. And we'll talk about more Emma and how I'm remembering Clueless more and more. Yes. And then eventually we are going to do a Clueless episode because now I desperately want to. Absolutely. And we will catch you all same place, same time next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, wait. I forgot. Where can all the people of the internet find you and your podcast? I don't know if I did that last week. (laughs) I am, me and my podcast are everywhere at Prince Kai Fam Pod. And now, for real, for real, we will catch you right here next week. (laughs) Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. If you want to know why I sound like trash, it's because I'm on vacation right now. So I am using my iPhone to record this outro. But if you want to find me, I am at Barely Bookish on all the good places. Uh, I should be back home when I do the next recording editing, possibly. So hopefully this outro won't sound like trash next time. But, you know gotta work with what you have thank you all so much for listening um our logo was designed by my little sibling sarah our theme song is by Raphael crux if you want to help support the show please consider joining the patreon or consider um you know sharing with a friend that's always helpful and always great but i'll catch you all next week and we will be talking about more emma bye